Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. We are so excited. Uh, this is a guest that we've had the honor of talking to on and off, uh, Bubba, the better part of the, uh, the entire show of the of now our thirtieth year. Yep. Bubba, I'm going to read you a list of people before we go in this. The Rolling Stones, they have been together have been together since 1962. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith, they have been together since 1970. Did you know on the list a bon, a band longevity who is sitting in the number three slot? Who's that? Three on a string. 1971. Wow. Three on a String has been together since 1971, 52 years of entertainment. Jerry Ryan, one of the founding members of Three on a String, joins us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Jerry, welcome. Hello, Rick. Hello, Bubba. Jerry, what an honor to have you on. Oh. We, we've mm. been able to – Rick introduced me to you guys because you all have known each other a lot longer than I have. But yep. really for the entire length of the show, uh, Three on a String has been a part of what we do, and we appreciate you guys doing that. Listen, we have got more people – I saw you on Rick and Bubba. Heard you on Rick and Bubba everywhere we go. And that's, that's a big area too, not just – Oh, it's everywhere. Birmingham. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. If you don't believe that, just ask about his last trip to Texas. Right. <laughs> but uh, when I, you hear me say Rolling Stones, Aerosmith on longevity, and you realize you guys have been at this 52 years. Yeah. So I know without saying it, it doesn't seem like 52 years because we've been – this is our 30th year. Some years, Bub, I guess it feels like we've been doing it 60. Well, there, there's some Others days 10. it feels 30, <laughs> and then there's some days it feels like it just started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So so we're going to go back in Jerry Ryan history. Okay. okay. As Bubba said, you have a connection to the show that is unique uh, because let's go all the way back. You and, and my dad, Greg's dad as well, right? y'all went to college together. Auburn. At Auburn University. Right. So, so tell me about uh, those days and, and meeting Bill Burgess. Okay, of course he played football at Auburn, and I was uh, I was just a student, and uh, we did our practice teaching at Alex City, and he was at the high school, and I was at the junior high school, but we roomed together on uh, Hillaby Street, right across the football field from the junior high school, and got to know each other pretty well. We didn't see each other at school, you know, during the work day, but we got to share our experiences in the room at night. So uh, it was quite exciting. And he had a 57 Chevrolet, so what could be better? <laughs> <laughs> and you recalled, though, because y'all came from rival high schools. Right. You you had seen him play high school football. I played against him. I was at Phillips, and I was a sophomore on the B team, and we went down to Jones Valley where he was a freshman starter on the B team. Right. And I can vividly remember looking across the line and seeing his helmet down right on top of his eyes and uh, with a look in his eye that just said, uh, I'm about to come over there and hurt you. <laughs> that's, that's what I remember that. To this day. To this day, yes. Every time I see him, I can remember it. Yeah. So y'all had that history. Well, when you guys got married and started having kids – so your sons and, and Greg and me and, and Angie came along, you know, a little later on the tree, but we all were a bunch of little kids. Y'all were college friends, and that was the first time that I was introduced to you as a musician. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You would yeah. play little shows for us oh, yeah. and Do and all this. songs. I remember that. So tell us, what, what did Jerry look like back then? Oh, <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Greg Burgess has said it. We thought to ourselves, looking at Barry, Brad, and Andy. That's Jerry's sons' names, and we'll get to our relationship with them, uh, which ties a lot to Rick and Bubba history. I remember thinking, seeing Jerry, he, he had curly hair. You can't tell it now that it's got kind of, a fro. And he had a fro, and he let it grow, and he had a cowboy hat. He'd sit on it. Mm-hmm. Picture <laughs> Mac Davis. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And and, and he, he would sit there with his guitar, and I remember thinking – can somebody's dad be this cool? Right. I mean, right. Is, is it it's almost possible? like he's too cool to be a dad. He, how can he be somebody's uh. dad? He's too cool for that. And um, and that was a big difference it, from it, flat top Bill Burgess. It was. Yeah. You know, I, I'd been around coaches, and I knew you coached. Yeah. But I didn't know about this. What's one of these guys that dad knows doing with a guitar, long hair, and a cowboy hat? <laughs> you know. So tell us about your love for music. What went this? I, obviously, it, it it's been around. Well, you know what? Up at the Hall of Fame thing, I saw yeah. Joe Thrasher, yeah. who was a member of the Thrasher Brothers, and they were basically a gospel group in Birmingham in, when I was a kid. I and thought they drove buses. That's hilarious. Well, that, that's now. Yeah. They got into that, that business. Them? Is that yeah, the same, same one? Group? I'm yeah. making a joke, yeah, but I didn't really know idea. That's the family. Yeah, yeah. that's their business. And, uh, but I told him I saw them at play at the Central Park Community Center, three brothers, and I said, I have never heard that much music come out of three people. I mean, they were powerful. Yeah. Of course, they went on to a career and uh, wound up as a quartet, but the three brothers were still the basis of the quartet. And then uh, from that night in that community center, music was different. It was like, wow, it can be, you know, it can be powerful. So I, I wasn't able to express that. Uh, until I did one time in junior high school, did an imitation of uh, Johnny Ray. Do you remember who that was? Well, I, I, I remember yeah, when he had a barbecue that. place. But <laughs> no, 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 not that Johnny Ray. Yeah. No, he had a song called Cry, and he would do all kind of emotional things. So I did a, a thing of him in junior high school, and I said, hey, they were looking at me, man. That, that ain't they bad. like that. That's kind of that cool. ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I also did a... a I learned to play a few chords on the guitar and did a show for my family up at my uncle Calvin's house and uh, up in Hansville. And I thought, God, it ain't bad people listening to you. And, you know, mm-hmm. you get a little red face and yeah. kind of enjoy that. So uh, had that. had that. Then in high school, got in a group. <laughs> oh, no, I'll tell you this. We got a bunch of football players after practice. We'd sing in, uh, in the shower. Yeah. And we'd sing a popular song of the day. You sure. Know. They've got a, a talent show coming up. Well, let's just be on the talent show. So we did, and the reaction we got from the kids on the activity period. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I said, wow, that is something, man. You know, you, you just feel yeah. it, feel plucked. Applause is a powerful drug, Ooh, isn't it? It's a, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And uh, these these girls were screaming. Right, <laughs> ah, you don't get no better than that. Right, yeah. So anyway, I had that had that want to kind of thing for since high school, but uh, didn't get involved with uh, actually performing till uh, Warren Musgrove, who had the Horse Pins Forty yeah. festivals. Right, I was coaching basketball at Sanford, freshman basketball, and I had the team out on the field because another coach told me. 
if you run barefooted in the grass, you won't have blisters. So we were out there doing that. Okay. And uh, Warren Musgrove came down on the field. He said, are you that coach that plays the guitar? I said, yeah, a little bit. And he said, don't you know a guy that plays a banjo? I said, yeah, Bobby Horton went to Inslee where I coached and so forth and so on. He said, I want you all to come up to my folk festival in, uh, in Horse Pits. So we did, the two of us, did a show and uh two on a string two well <laughs> yeah so and bobby you just met him while you were coaching at an end so that's how you met him yes he was yeah. uh yeah bobby was uh he was something we we went to woodlawn to play one time and uh jimmy taylor who was the coach before me got bobby to come out and play uh sweet georgia brown on his trumpet mm. and uh, just to make the other coach upset right which yeah. which really worked it worked <laughs> it really worked <laughs> and uh because that was a big rivalry. Yeah. Anyhow, I knew Bobby for several reasons. And uh, so we went up there and did that show. We had, we had to learn. We wound up knowing seven songs. But it had to. we had to play them twice to fill up our time. Right. You know, you know. <laughs> Do a whole set. But uh, the guy he was working for at Alabama Music said, you need to add a bass player. And so we did. And went to the Lowenbrow, and I remember it was February of 70, 70. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The Horsepin show was in 70. Lowenbrow, 71. Lowenbrow, 71, February, and there was eight people. And they loved and you. And that's when we started Three on the Street. So who was the original bass player? John Vess. John Vess was the original Le- He was at Sanford with Bobby. His dad was a history teacher. I had his class. But I didn't know John, but Bobby knew him. Got him to come learn, and all of them, top to bottom, all nine, I think it's nine, had to learn the bass after they started playing with us. So they didn't come in as standard bass They didn't bass come players. in as bass players. No, they came in as singers. We, we always and they had them. to learn how to play the bass. Yes. And y'all have had nine stand-up bass players over the 52 years. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and and so, the, but these were the, and we started in 71, Jerry Ryan, Bobby Horton, John Vest. John Vest. So yes. John Vest ended up being the Pete Best. <laughs> uh, three on the string. Right. Pete Best misses out on the Beatles. John Vest misses out on three on the string. Yeah. We'll be back when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Jerry Ryan is our guest, uh, three on the string, 52 years they've been at it, and we're walking through the history of this band. So, Jerry, what when you said that – you told us how you started with Bobby Horton, and you talked about meeting Dad when y'all were in college together and y'all played against each other, rival high schools. Bobby Horton, you met him. Uh, you know, you set out to be a coach. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. That's what I was doing, and yeah, uh, and fell in love with music. But it was it was it started out as a hobby, something yes. you were doing on the side. Yes. Today they would call it the, a side hustle, right? You know, and, <laughs> and you probably if you were like when Greg and I fell in love with music, I remember we unfortunately because we made some really bad deals, we didn't care if we got paid or not. We just wanted to play. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was semi okay at <laughs> first because we worked for the door, right? Yeah, so we had eight dollars that first time. <laughs> What could be better? <laughs> what could be better? You know. But what drew you to the style of music? It's hard to – I know y'all are lumped in with bluegrass, but when you see your show, it, it feels it feels a little more diverse than just bluegrass. Well, that comes from a lot of trying to 
find new things to do. And we've written a lot of our material over the years. But uh, Bobby uh, was learning the banjo. Yeah. At the time we started, about the top, there may have been five songs in the top 20 that were featured the banjo. Okay. You like Foggy Mountain Breakdown and sure. Bonnie and Clyde sure, sure, and, sure. and uh, the, right. the Eagles were using the banjo a yeah, lot. And yeah, and Beverly Hillbillies had yeah. the banjo. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he knew all those songs, so we we started playing. Hey, that guy knows. Let's get them. So Bobby was our key to getting jobs. All right, so wait a minute. So the style of music that y'all adopted is because Bobby knew how to play banjo, and they were right, popular right. songs that used the banjo. Yeah, and I had I had they no, were all banjo driven. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had no preference for bluegrass. Okay. Uh, whatsoever. But when I went up and talked to uh, Musker when we did our show at Horsepins, it was a perfect uh, setting because uh, amphitheater. Yeah. You know, outside the rock formations, it was beautiful. And I asked him, I said, have you ever uh, thought about having a bluegrass festival? And he said, what's that? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby's been it to It just seems like it would fit. But, but Bobby keeps mentioning it. Bobby's been to one. Right, you know, yeah, he's right, seen them right, happen. Right. And so uh, he said, well, give it a shot. And he actually gave me $600 and said, you get the bands and I'll do the advertising. And that's the way it started. Okay, so so, so now let's let's talk about you're now in 71. You've done horse pins. You talked about you developed what became now this bluegrass festival that's gone on for a long oh, time. Yeah. It's, it became the, one of the best in the country. But you started, y'all started playing regularly at the Lowenbrow. Right. In- now, now your show, if you, it, those the, the two people that have never heard Three on a String in the last 52 years that may be catching this podcast, your show features a lot of comedy. So, so how did the set that, that now has become, has so much longevity, how did you develop that along the way? Well, I read a book one time called The Enjoyment of Laughter is by Max Eastman. I recommend it to everybody in the world okay. because it says, started off, said, uh, if you want to be funny, if you want things to be funny, you've got to develop an attitude and a, and a feeling of lightness. You got to, y'all do it every day. You you develop well. Everybody's in involved in this, you know. Yeah. It's like I always thought about four guys riding around in the yeah. in a car at night, yeah. you know, with nothing to do and yeah. trying to top each other. Oh yeah. So yeah. we try. That's the show. Yeah, and it's the environment. It's the 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 way you feel about what you're doing, and we try to do that in the clubs. And we said, uh, you know, we're just going to be light. We're just going to, and jokes came to us. And Bobby was a idiot is what he was yeah. but he did skits he did characters he did mm-hmm. things and i just watched and you know <laughs> i was a straight guy you were the straight guy oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah because, but, because if you, you if you get in the room with the two of you you would think that bobby's the straight guy oh no and you're not but when y'all get on stage he's clearly the goofy guy I think of but he doesn't do bobby doesn't do it all the time you well, know, he's a musician, right? Baby. And he's, he's a, a serious musician. Oh, and very he, talented. Op, he's a, as good as I have ever seen. And but he would do. If you think about putting an Indian headdress on and doing a skit, he would do anything, you know, that w- would be funny. Right. And he was funny. So my job was a presenter, and the reaction guy, you know, to just and I sometimes tell the audience how about that right yeah, right, <laughs> watch, right. watch this thing right yeah watch him go i know that feeling <laughs> so that was uh that and and we kind of developed along with the crowd we new people would come in they said 
somebody and tell them, do that thing y'all did last week. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, when you pick out yeah. something works, you keep it, something don't, you forget it. Anyhow, we had a lot of opportunity to do that because we worked there nine years, three nights a week. And uh, I was talking to Randy uh, Randy Owens about that. But you can went, say Randy Owens. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. We, Randy's been on the yeah, show. Still many, star, many times. Yeah. I'm still starstruck. Yeah. Uh, but he's, they did the same thing in Myrtle Beach, you know, in their club. They were there seven years. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it's a little by little you develop what becomes an act. Well, then I assume, Bubba, I mean, I know you're thinking the same thing I do. There, 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 there comes a point where coaching is paying the bills. You're picking up a little bit over here with the music. Yeah. When did the moment, I'm just picturing you sitting down with your wife, Kay, when did the moment come when you said, I think I'm going to get out of coaching and I'm going to do this for I'm hanging up the clipboard yeah. for the harmonica. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was it. I wasn't sleeping. I would really? get out, I'd get home at four and be at school at seven. Right. And uh, eventually we were playing and I was coaching at Woodlawn. And that's the only time three on a string took a break was during that basketball season. Right. Because I was only there one year, but uh, we didn't play at all. And I just told everybody, you know, I'm coaching basketball. Right. But after that season, then I went to Huffman as a boys' advisor. So I was not uh, coaching. coaching. But still getting up, I mean, we just weren't sleeping. I finally uh, – That day and, job working with a uh, night job doesn't uh, work. Uh, it gets bad. And uh, Jimmy Tarrant was uh, – he was my high school football coach, but he was the principal, and I was the assistant. And I went to him I said – I can't keep it going, and I'm not going to give up the music. Okay. So let's talk it. about that why. What, where, when did you get to the point where you said music is more fulfilling to me than coaching? Taxes. You, you, taxes? I looked at my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. No. That, right. You, you, you I thought he started taxes, a song for yeah, I did too. One year we made. I pay another man to do my. No, that's right. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I looked at my taxes. And I made $6,000 more in the clubs than I did teaching with a master's degree. And mm. I said, that's not right. You know, that, I mean, first of all, teachers are underpaid, I thought. Oh, yeah. And second of all, I was enjoying it. I mean, Well, that's kind of what I was pointing to. Yeah. I, I thought it was just you discovered this is the one that you love more than the other, but you're saying the taxes were made, well, that, gave you the first was, look at it. That was the present to your wife program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, if I'm you're on. gonna leave coaching, you better have a financial reason. Well, for see, doing. I had I had three kids. Yeah, was it really six? Jerry was a little closer. No, <laughs> yeah, there was six thousand. No, it was okay. I just thought that might have oh, been the story oh, you say, carried well, on. I yeah. might have enhanced the dollar too. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're all over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anyhow, uh, I, I just had to look. I had three kids, no insurance. If I go music, had great insurance teaching. Mm-hmm. I had. Uh, would, you know, you're away from home a lot more than, than teaching, and my kids were growing up yeah. playing football, and yeah, yeah. I got to see very few of that, mm-hmm. which was a very negative. Right. But uh, on the other hand, you got you start counting bucks, you know. And yeah. Anyhow, it, it was worked out that where I was really enjoying the music and not really enjoying the Boys advisor role at the school. Yeah, understood. Because you, know, you don't see anybody in a no. how you doing. You say where you been. Yeah, you know, where yeah. you supposed to be. Right. 
that kind of anyway it, it worked out to where and the mr tarrant uh, the, he said you know i respect that he said i had a chance to do that one time and i didn't not to play music but, but just something else yeah, yeah something else and so i felt good about that and uh so we just and i told my wife Kay, i said uh when we were sitting out on our deck, and I said, uh, you know, I don't know how many people in this world get to do exactly what they love to do. True. But for one week, I'm one of them. That's how long we'd been just totally playing, you know. But uh, Bobby stuck with it. I, he finally, by three or four months later, he had to turn in his notice because we were playing everywhere. Right. What, now, what was Bobby doing at the time? He was at uh, Liberty National Oh. Insurance, and he was a computer programmer. Okay, well, that was the early days of computers too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he was. He was, was. He in, moving the wood uh, little beads from side I, to side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made. He, he made one of the programs down there. They still use. I understand. Uh, Jerry. I believe. Yes, I believe really? he did. They yeah. call it the Horton, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the Horton three thousand. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you you sat down and you took a. a I think I can make more money at this. Yep. B, this is what I love, and very few people get to do that. And very few, yeah. And, and then uh, the negative is, but I'm not going. I am going to be on the road a, a well, little bit. Yeah, figured. And late at night. Right. That's another thing because we were in clubs then, and uh, you know, getting home at four, like I said, was not unusual. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Three on the Strings founding member Jerry Ryan on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so we were just talking uh, uh, with uh, with Jerry here on on the podcast about insurance, but uh, one of the things that uh, we all need is life insurance, uh, but it can be complicated and it can be expensive and it can be a hassle. Yep. So the folks at Ladder have simplified this very important part of our lives. If you go to Ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, ladderlife.com slash Rick Bubba, just put our names together, you're going to see that you could be instantly approved. Now, I want you to hear me. It's all 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork when you apply for $3 million in coverage or less. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good number. Uh, they're going to ask you a few questions about your health and an application. Uh, their, their ratings on Trustpilot are 4.8 out of 5 stars. Forbes uh, put them on their best life insurance list. Um, just need a few minutes, need a phone or a laptop to apply. Their algorithms will work in real time, and you'll find out if you're instantly approved. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime you want. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. We all need life insurance. We need it simplified. The bottom line is this. If you pass away before your family, how much money do they get to, to not have to alter their lifestyle? That's what we want to know. The rest of the stuff gets complicated and a lot of times it's not worth all the hassle. This is what we want to know, and Ladder makes that happen. And trust Rick and Bubba. The older you get, the more expensive life insurance gets. Yes, it can get away from you. So move now at ladderlife.com slash Rick Bubba. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Jerry Ryan, our guest, three on a string, uh, 52 years. And uh, we've been kind of walking through the story. Uh, of this band, Jerry, I, I know over the years you've met a lot of people. You're talking about Randy Owen a oh, minute yeah. ago. Uh, what about some of the other people you've met? I know you guys have opened up for a lot of very famous people. Oh, we 
Ronald Reagan. How about that? Oh, you Ronald Reagan. Are you, you serious? Yeah. Get back in that uh, mic. Get back in that Michael. mic. Jerry, you leave uh, the Ronald Reagan and yeah. uh, the Bush, the first Bush. You, Daddy Bush? Look, you're going we to the... make Bubba cry. Did you play for Ronald Reagan? Yes. Bubba. Yes, at Birmingham uh, uh, Civic Center. He came for a rally, and we were the, you know, let's all get up and make money. Uh, music. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then the uh, W. Bush or H. Bush? Uh, the older Bush? Older. Daddy Bush? Daddy H. Bush. Yeah. yeah, H. Bush. Yeah. Yeah. He was running for re-election. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we put that right on our uh, pro sheet. Oh, I bet I bet it's on that resume. You betcha. Uh, so that's big. And some, what about music? Some of the bigger people you guys have been Oh, uh, we spent a... That's going to sound good. We spent a weekend with Brenda Lee. Now, that's a weekend. <laughs> let, me, let me qualify. <laughs> right. Now, Y'all uh, weren't rocking around the Christmas tree. We went 30, 31 consecutive that's Christmas three, three full of Christmas spirit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So Brenda Lee. 30, yeah, Brenda Lee. Uh, okay. Uh, that's about it. Uh, that's it. Well, no, yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm just joking. Well, I mean. We got, uh, we opened. With Lester Flat, Jenny Pruitt. Uh, oh, the list goes on. Uh, all the festivals we played with, all the big. Oh, by the way, up at the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Oh, I wanna, okay. What about Red Skelton? I'll save that story. Didn't you? Didn't you? I we meet performed him? in front of Red Skelton. Yeah, and we opened for the show for him. Wow! And he was standing in the wings when we got through all dressed i got a whole big story about that but well, tell this, us this, yeah uh, well it's a podcast of, that's why we're here first of all i asked uh if i could I, interview him he said yes <laughs> and then i said so he i waited on him down at the civic center where we played yeah he got there i swear i don't know how he got out of the car i said that's the oldest man i've ever oh, really in my life then they said give us a few minutes to get settled and then we'll get you in there. So in a few minutes, sure enough, went. He looked twenty years younger, just sitting down. So he could turn and relax. Oh well, I don't know. But anyway, when we went to the show, we did our part and came off in the wings, and he was standing there in his tux, you know. And yeah. I, he looked twenty years younger than that. Wow! I yeah. said, "Good gosh, he just he just brightens up for the oh, show." Boy. Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "You're going to hear a lot of old jokes." But I told him first. Right, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. I said, "Love that guy." Oh, he he's uh, he was a, he was special. Jeff Foxworthy did that. Uh, yeah. Got to talk with Jeff, and, uh, sort of passing, but uh, he did a he he turned a crowd that was just there into a roaring. Yeah, you know, work him into a frenzy. Oh man, he was he was something. So also, Bubba, and I know it's he it, he looked over it, but. You, you guys have a history with this show that is quite remarkable. Oh gosh! And and so, you often say that y'all saved the original Fat Fest. <laughs> fat, fat, fat Fest ninety nine. Brad says that. Yeah, Brad fat, says that. Fat but fest, we were following the naked cowboy. Yeah, Fat Fest ninety nine <laughs> was saved by three on a string. Yeah, do you remember what happened? So we do. It was if those of you that are new to the show, Fat Fest. We did this for five years from ninety nine to two thousand three. And we would bring in three on a string comedians, people that we'd met during the year. You yep. know, it was very Rick and Bubba fashion. 
nobody on there that we knew had some major record deal. These are just all people just, we yeah, liked. Yeah. Good old folks. Yeah, and just if you want to get together and have fun. And if you heard them all on the show, so if you like the show, you like this show. Right. And and we would be live, and then our band would close it out, which is hilarious in its in its own <laughs> uh, in its own way. So, but we'd have comedians, and we would have, and so we had met the Naked Cowboy, and and Kevin Derryberry, also yep. you hear on the show. Yep. He was supposed to go on after the Naked Cowboy. You remember this? Yes. Well, we didn't check the set list for Naked Cowboy probably as <laughs> as, as detailed as we should have. Oh. And so we're backstage, and he's doing a song that's a little off color. Right. And and we're all back there. Remember Kevin? Yeah. Kevin comes back hey. there. He, he said, Rick and Bubba, I ain't trying to be difficult, <laughs> but I ain't going out there after this man. And, you know, all that. And the, and the heroes of music. The legendary three on the string said, we will step up. Yeah. We will be the buffer from the naked cowboy to Kevin Derrick. That's right. We will do you, it. You need a transition, that's for sure. <laughs> and and you brilliantly did it. And, of course, <laughs> Brad Ryan, one of your sons, who's now uh, in, in the band, has been in the band for 30 over Which, about 38, 39, maybe even 40. What number bass player was he? You said you'd have number two. nine. He was oh, number yeah, nine. Yeah. yeah, we got him and he wouldn't leave. Okay, so, <laughs> so well, that's the thing with your kids. Yeah. Uh, How cool is that to work with your son? Oh, man. It cha- I'm going to tell you what, it changed my whole uh, at- attitude or yeah. uh, as to what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, before we were just, I don't know, we were just going out to have fun and get through But then when Brad started playing with us, I said, hey, we're presenting something that's going on and on and on, and and uh, it's, we sort of have a responsibility to these people we're playing for, and uh, changed your outlook. Well, what that's what doing. I'm saying. It, yeah. it gave me a new. Uh, this this is good. This is you know we got something going here, and uh, he fell right in. Learned the music. Uh, uh, musicians amaze me, and Brad and Bobby, and Andy are are, are musicians. And I remember chords, right? And words sometimes, sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but, but you, yeah, no, but that's important. Fifty-two it, years. Yeah, don't say yourself short. <laughs> I've heard you hit that harmonica pretty, pretty doggone oh, yeah. well. The mouth and part. you pick, and you pick great. You're not a bad picker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and and uh, but then Brad and your oldest son Barry and Brad's wife Jenny Lee, they were the ones who came up with this, this, this right here. Uh, that's uh, your daughter-in-law. That's Barry. That's Brad. This all came. Uh, Bubba and I had just started doing the show. I, I think it was 94, 95, yeah, it somewhere there. It wasn't long after. I'm, I'm still living in Oxford, Alabama. Yeah. And Brad reaches out to me. You know, it was a weird thing then on my home phone. Right. You know, say, <laughs> and, uh, and he said, I don't know whether y'all can use this or not. I still remember it. I've been playing in my home studio Barry came in. I got my wife to come in. I'm sending it to you in the mail on a cassette tape. On a cassette tape. tape, On a cassette tape. If y'all can use it, use it. I think it may work. Yeah, he he wrote that while we were traveling. Oh, really? Okay. He would would say, write this down because he'd be driving. Okay. And I'd write, he's a Rick and Bubba in the house. uh, Pass the gravy. Write that down. Pass the gravy, please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and look at this. I mean, every guest that comes on the show, they all say the same thing. You can't get it out of your head. No. Kids sing it to it us. Is. It is. And uh, and he sent that to us on cassette tape. We listened to it. We loved it. We started using it. 
had him go back and help us with one to go into the commercial break. You know, we went right, back and we did some. Right, right. And, and we also got with your son, uh, Brad, and wrote the Rick and Bubba Children's CD. Yes. Uh, and uh, Hey, It's for the Kids. Yes. And classic songs on there. Did you know on the Rick and Bubba CD, number one downloaded song is T.T. and the Potty, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, no one sure, can compete yeah. with T.T. and the Potty. Right. Number right. two is Jerry Ryan. Singing the classic children's song. I know an old lady. I know an old lady. Mm-hmm. Well, I sang that to you when you were. Yes, a kid. when I was a kid. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget that. Oh, uh, yeah, you man. sang it. So that's uh, you. You you appeared on the uh, the Rick and Bubba children's album. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, speaking of playing for y'all, we used to go and I'll tell Bubba this, but I, I we you know what I'm gonna tell. Mm-hmm. We used to meet together as families, and the kids would be off somewhere. We didn't know uh, what to do. Super Speedway. Also well, would they would be in another part of the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, what they doing? So we'd go crack the door, and you'd be in an interview, and everybody with a hairbrush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's a fact. Yeah. I, I was doing the radio show way back then. <laughs> All right. We come back. We're going to talk about the great honor that Three on the String just received, and it's a biggie. Puts them in, uh, boys, some pretty high cotton. And we'll talk about that when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Now, we know this, Bubba. We, everybody talks about it on the show. You know, nobody likes to have products uh, that uh, they look at the companies and they go, oh, my goodness, I, I, I don't want to feel like people think I endorse some of the things that they promote. It's, it's and, getting harder and harder, isn't it? Boy, isn't that the truth? And, uh, but, and you think a lot of times, and, and sadly, sometimes it is the case, you don't have a choice. But when it comes to, to wireless, when it comes to your cell service, you do have a choice. Uh, Americans, a lot of you out there, we understand. We got it. You've had it. Uh, you need to move to Patriot Mobile. They're building a whole new economy, uh, one that embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative a conservative wireless provider. And, and look, it's dependable nationwide coverage. They're on all the three major networks, so you get the, the best coverage possible. Uh, and if you don't agree with that, they, they promise that the coverage will be as good as anything else out there and better than, than some. If it's not as good, uh, then they, uh, they, they will switch you to a different network for free and they won't even you know charge you to change carriers, okay? So their coverage is guaranteed. So if you would like to be with a 100% U.S.-based customer service team too, make the switch. Just go to patriotmobile.com. You do have a choice. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. Put that together. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. Or you can call them right now, 878-PATRIOT. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Jerry Ryan is our guest, uh, founding member of Three on the String, 52 years. We talked about how you got started. We've talked about people that you have got to perform with. We've talked about your um, you know connection to the show and that you guys have been part of Rick and Bubba history. Uh, but, uh, in this year, back in March, an incredible honor was bestowed on three on the string as you guys were inducted into the Alabama music hall of fame. Yes. Wow. And I told you a few minutes ago, we were real humble for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I mean, really Jerry, let's, it took a while to sink in serious. I mean, honestly, that's a big honor because the history of music out of Alabama, these are some big, big names. Went up to the the museum up there where they got everybody's. And I didn't realize Jimmy Rogers, the, sing, oh, know, yeah. the singing brakeman, was born in Alabama. And uh, he's there. I said, good gosh. And then, because uh, he, you know, it's folk music and everything. Oh, you yeah. had to go through Jimmy Rogers. And uh, 
Then he started looking around as Hank Williams. Oh yeah, there's Hank Williams. Yeah. And, then, and uh, it was uh, I just stood around in awe uh, of the people that are there. Emmy Lou Harris, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, so and then Alabama. Then you got you just I walked around without being able to talk for yeah. a while. And then uh, I said, "Hey, we're gonna be in here." <laughs> it's just so it's it was really. It was really uh, an awesome experience. Well, really well, well, let's go think about it. If you've been walking <laughs> yeah. through this podcast. Like the people you're talking about, Nat King Cole's in there. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. The list. Buddy Killen. Yeah. I mean, there. when you would think about it, let's go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast. You're talking to your wife, Kay, and you're saying, I think I'm going to give up working in the public education right. world. I love music. I want to put something together. I think I can make a living at it. If right then an angel of God had walked into the room and said, by the way, you're going to be inducted into the Alabama mm-hmm. Music Hall of Fame. Uh, you're in the wrong business. Commodore, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know who you're talking to. Rick Commodores, <laughs> Commodore Ritchie. I was just I wanting to make three shows a week at the Lowenbrow. I know. And, but so you never know. I, and, well, and, and you're sitting here, and you guys have grind. You, I mean, it's not like it came easy. No. You, 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 that, that, that life is, is a grind. It is. And you have to love it to be successful at it. Yes. And you have is. to love it for any kind of longevity to take place. And I, I never thought of it as a job, really. I thought of it as I'm going to go out here and have some fun with a lot of people. That's right. Yep. You know, and they're they're going to pay me to do that. So what what's you know what's to worry about? So uh, and it's been that way the whole time. And thanks to Bobby, we we covered the music. And thanks to all the bass players that came through, you know, that made a trio out of it. And then we started uh, enjoying what sound we were making and got four of us now. So uh, it's it's just been something you wouldn't believe. And I bet you feel the same way about what you did. Yeah, well, I mean, we yeah. talk, we talk about this yes. all the time. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see us in any sort of Hall of Fame, but... But 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 longevity. We I we, hey, we we can talk longevity, can't we, Bubba? I disagree. Now longevity, we well, can talk. <laughs> Bobby, I, I, Jerry, our uh, I don't know that our industry uh, loves us like the music industry loved you because <laughs> we've we've yeah. been a bit of a rebel over the yeah. years, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 you know sometimes rebels are not appreciated <laughs> at least in their time. And uh, you know it's, uh, but no, I, I disagree. We, Jerry, we actually we're we're in our thirtieth year. We haven't, you and know, Rick, opinion, we, we won't get into our birthday. We're four again. months into our thirtieth year. Yeah. Um, but we, our fourteenth year, we actually put out a CD that was entitled. 14 years, still no awards. Yeah. And it was kind of a hint. It was kind of a gentle nudge to the industry. Uh, yeah. Y'all, you know, but really, over and honestly, and Rick will say this, we joke about it. You know, the the awards are not what's important. We love the people that right. like what we do, just like you. This is an important award, and I know you're very proud of it, and you should be. But your greatest thanks is the smile you see Amen. on the audience. Every and that's show, what drives you. Every show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 Rick, Willie Nelson. Yeah. Saw him play one time. But before that, he said, I heard him on an interview, said that he always picks out one face in the crowd that's friendly, don't have to be excited or anything. It's just one face. And he plays the whole show to that face. So I started doing that. Yep. And has it ever been my face? 
<laughs> I think yes. You always been backstage. The, I think in this studio, yes. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 in the studio. Yeah. But you do. You look for and and they represent that whole crowd. They, and they, so you're making friends as you go. And of course, you know Andy McGinnis wrote that song, "Best of Friends." Yeah. And that's the way we feel about what we do. That we're dealing with. If they're not our friends now, by the time we get through with the show, yeah. They will be, you know. They'll find yeah. something they like about us, and and uh, that that's just the feeling we have going into. But it. don't you think, Bubba, you hit on it, Jerry just hit on it. If we were giving other people advice that may aspire to be in the entertainment business, you can't start the entertainment business with the goal being I want to make get awards and be in the Hall of Fame. No, oh, gosh, if, that, if that's no. the goal, or you're, make money, you're, you're you dead. Know. Yeah, yeah. You're, if, what, you, if you're looking you, at that end of it, uh, yeah, yeah. you got a long road. Because what you did is what we've done. Everybody's done. You start out saying, I would like to entertain these people. Yes. And and I, and I like entertaining these people. They seem to like what we're doing. And, and as you continue to do that, if you have some longevity and you build a big enough audience and there's enough people that like what you're doing, maybe one day you will have that. But that, right. that's never the goal. It just, no. it, it just happens to – it might just happen to you because the way you're successful – Number one, you got to love what you're doing. Right. If you exactly. don't love coming here, and you guys have it a little bit different than us, and it's it, it, as far as the type of entertainment business, we, unless we're doing a tour like we did the theater tour or we're speaking somewhere, right, but, it, right. but on the show every day, which is the overwhelming majority of what we do, right. the day job, we don't know sometimes what people are, how they're responding because the audience is out there. Right. Like right now, we have no idea what people, how people are right. responding to this to this that. podcast. Yeah. But what always helps that our version of the person in the crowd is when you walk through the grocery store, and somebody comes and says, hey, "I got to tell you something. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. when y'all did this, this, and this, right. I had to pull my car over. Right, I spilled coffee out. <laughs> yeah, I was crying. I peed and on you, myself. You know, that's always our that. goal. And don't that's you, always our and goal. don't you agree? Loss of body function. And don't <laughs> you agree? There's no way to express to an audience how much that really does help. Oh yeah. I mean, that gets you to the next show. That gets you to up the next exactly. day. You know, because you you feed off that and go, okay, so I guess what I'm doing, there's some people that actually like it. Yeah, yeah. Where we get that. I, th- I think about this in terms of the the recording artists send their music to the radio stations and the people hear it. We go to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, we just go down there where they are and do what we do. They don't know who we are or what, it, and that's the best feeling we ever get. If if nobody knows us and we go in and do our show and they stand up now and they say, "Wow, yeah, that's it, wow." So we're getting to the end. But I understand you finally got to see one of your heroes, Buddy Holly's statue. (laughs) What happened there? Brad told me to ask you about it. Okay. Years ago, we went to Lubbock, Texas, did the show. And I said, uh, it was about 738 o'clock at night. And I said, hey, the Buddy Holly statue is right over two blocks over. And we can go over there and just, you know, look at it and get some pictures, baby. And, uh. Brad said, oh, Dad, they, they got that thing covered up for renovation. <laughs> and so we drove on down the road, about 100 miles down the road. I said, wait just one minute. They don't cover statues up for renovation. <laughs> he he <laughs> give it the laugh. And so he we just talked didn't want about, to go, did he? Oh, it saved, it's uh, probably saved 30 miles. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you right, know? Yeah. But we Until wanted you to get back around. home for sure. <laughs> you, you hit it on the way back, though, didn't you? Oh, we when we went back to Lubbock, yeah, we planned an extra day. All right, to go to see Buddy Holly. They got pictures made with the statue, and yeah. you know, went through the 
whole museum, which is interesting. Yeah. And, but when I was growing up, that was music. Yeah. I mean, that Buddy was Holly was the man. And the first year at Auburn, uh, he was as hot as you can get. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was right there with him. <laughs> so but Jerry, finally, we got to see the – we spent about th- three hours. Well, yes, but how about, Barry, how about Brad doing that to his daddy? Uh, Tell him it's being renovated. Oh, he that, loved it. That <laughs> he loved that's it. Well, he made sure he, – he just texted me and said, be sure you ask Dad about that. <laughs> uh, well, Jerry, thank you. This has, been, uh, this has been a fascinating time. Thank you for all the years you've given us. Oh, man. Congratulations to you and all the – people that have made up three on the string for the last 52 years for being inducted into the Alabama Music Hall of Fame. And you're going to be with us on the radio show 18th. next week, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. For tax Looking day. forward to yeah. that. Day. Yeah. A so, tradition here on the program. Well, yeah. Rick and Bubba, thank you both. I, this no, is thank an honor you. for me to to be here. And uh, that, uh, that experience up there was, you know, everybody's got on a tux. Yeah. And we were out playing, and somebody backstage, Rhonda Vincent's as hot as you can get in bluegrass. Yeah, was filming her standing there with her with their man- mandolin. Yeah, and you could hear us singing on the stage, and she started playing along with us. How about that? I said, "Good gosh, Almighty, we got back up from Rhonda Vincent." How about that? <laughs> and I'm trying to get that. Where I can use it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna try. I was gonna call her and say, "Hey, thanks for being our backup band." <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But that's the kind of thing you run into stuff like. That. Oh yeah, that's, you go there. Funny. That's where all the legends are, uh, and you guys are with them now. Thanks to all of you too for joining us for this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.